0: A radio show that confesses Christ. Without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture
1: seriously. Without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I I like... How he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Wait a minute, you're mistaken. (laughs) He said, said, you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. (laughs) I'm I'm a
0: little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism, Pastor Fleming. And it so, 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 so deserves to be crunched. I'm in mean, Mega Crunch. So uh, if you guys put Mega, the mega Crunch on the song, that would be awesome. Keep uh, preaching the word.
1: Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. Making ill-preparedness cool again, this is Table Talk Radio. Does that work? Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought of it before. Although but that, that Just <laughs> when you said it right there. <laughs> although that... This is not the show, to use that no. to open, because I we can't tell you. Least, we had at least 10 minutes, a moment of silence. Of show yep. prep. Right. Oh, yeah, that went in. It, it even included going back to our website and looking at what games we've played before and finding an old one. So that, I mean, I'm sure the listeners. I've they, never done that before. That's There's that repressed memory <laughs> therapy that the we don't believe in. Uh-huh. And uh, that's what happens when you go, we played that game before. Oh, you shudder, yeah, you start you to have a therapy in a cold sweat, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's not pretty, but you know we're gonna we're gonna try it out, see how it goes, but first, buzzwords, yeah, what's your buzzword? <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to play a, a little game with the buzzword, even. Um, we used to play a game where you would have to guess what part of the catechism this comes comes from. Yes so my oh. buzzword is profaned, so what part of the catechism does that come from?
0: Profaned. Is that it? Is this that word? Yeah. Profaned. Can you guess uh, that? That the Lord's War. word would
1: not be profaned. So mm. that's the second commandment. That is incorrect. Uh, you were looking for the first petition. <laughs> <laughs> that's a trick. Yeah, so... Uh, would be
0: thy name? That's right. Second commandment and the first petition are bound up to one another, by the way. I so know. is baptism. In fact, I was a nice, this kind of a through line... On the name of God, on all six parts
1: of the of the uh, catechism. But anyway, continue. Catechism says, uh, "How is God's name profaned? God's name is profaned that is dishonored when anyone teaches contrary to God's word, and when anyone lives contrary to God's word." Uh, so we always think about, and you're right. This is bound up to the second commandment. But um, so the the commandment tells tells us. Uh, what the Lord's will is and the first petition is asking that the Lord uh would guide us to live according to his will which is what the the Lord's prayer is so uh we dishonor the name of God we profane his name so God's name is supposed to be kept holy uh being holy is set apart it is sacred uh, separate from the rest profane is to make it common and in this case making it uh bringing dishonor to the Lord's name so Profane. Hmm. Okay. Uh, we'll do pages for points for your buzzword uh, between 1
0: and 600. I'm using my buzzword generator, also known as the
1: Doctrinal Theology, of the Evangelical Lutheran Church, available for download, wolfmuller.co. Yeah, commonly known Everyone as. Everyone should have this. Yep. Uh, 487. Good choice. Thank you. Okay. Let's see what
0: it says here. Whoa. This is man is passive in the beginning of conversion. Let's use this, the very first sentence here. Operating grace is that which directly follows the commencement of conversion and has reference to its continuance by which it comes to pass that man, by an effort, although weak, inclines to Christ, the mediator, and the promise of gratuitous pardon for Christ's sake and resist doubts. Uh, is this? Let's see. Um, It goes on to say, according to others, indeed, operating grace is referred to the commencement of conversion and coincides with prevenient and existing grace as to the effect and is called operating because without us and without our free consent, it operates in us. Cooperating grace. So do you hear the difference between Mm -hmm. operating grace and cooperating grace? Mm -hmm. Is that operation which aids and strengthens or corroborates the intellect already in some measure assenting to the divine promise and the willing trusting in Christ, and so operates with the will which concurs by the powers yet weak before received. Others, again, the cooperating grace of God is described as that by which God concurs with man already converted. This is really interesting. I think this whole thing has to do with the question of in what way does our will participate in conversion? Mm -hmm. And... The answer is, it's passive until the Lord gives us the capacity, the will, the willingness to will, that which he himself already wants. So we're dead in trespasses. The Lord raises us. And then part of that resurrection is that the Lord um, gives us the joy and freedom of believing and confessing ourselves. So I think yeah. that's the, what's going on
1: here. Yeah, I think the picture of this is um, the Pharisee and the tax collector. You know what's, what's what's I think fascinating about that passage is we usually say well that you know the uh, the Pharisee is the self righteous one which of course he is but it's it's still interesting to know that the that the Pharisee is giving God the glory for his self righteousness. <laughs> mm. He says thank you God. That I'm not like this guy over here. <laughs> Thank you. That I pray twice. That's right. You know, so so he's, in his in the Pharisee's perspective, he could not have done it without God. God God gets the credit mm-hmm. for giving him the ability to be self righteous. <laughs> so that's that's the whole difference. Nice. the the, the uh, tax collector, he's beating his chest. He's saying, "There's no good in me at all." if i have any hope at all it's only because of the lord's mercy it isn't because he's given me the ability to now be good it's that the that the, the mercy of god will have to cover me over that that's the tax collector's prayer so okay operating mercy. grace no that's great i f- i found this uh, line here
0: that i think is helpful it says the grace of god acts before conversion in conversion and after conversion the first is called prevenient, preparative, and exciting. The second, operating and completing in the first sense. The last, cooperating, assisting, and completing in the second sense. Well, see, I'll have to. So, I'll, I'll grace have of God to... all the way through conversion.
1: Yeah. I'll have to look at this. I always thought that the term prevenient grace was a word invented by the Calvinists to talk about some kind of measure of God's grace to the reprobate, but not, you know, anything having to do with salvation or atonement. So I'll have to, I'll have to see well, it, you want to.
0: Here's a definition of prevenient grace that's just on the paragraph before the page you picked. By prevenient grace is understood the inspiration of the first holy thought and pious desire by God. Hmm. The inspiration of the first holy thought and pious desire. So your very first holy thought and your very first pious desire for God is given by God. And this grace is called prevenient because it's prior to our consent. Interesting. Or because in this way the will of the person to be converted is anticipated.
1: Hmm. Well, there Very you go. Interesting.
0: I gotta read this section too.
1: All, right. All okay. right. Now what are we doing? Oh well I was I was digging through the, the uh the old archives here, and apparently at one time I don't know when the we would,
0: old archives.
1: I have no idea when we would have played a game like this, but the game was called Predictable Pastor, Predictable Vicar. Mm-hmm. So it must have been long. I knew you would want to play that today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, must have been when you were a vicar. That's, that's my only guess. Um, anyway, so apparently, what we did here is we would read a news article or something, and we would try to guess what it is that you would say in response to this, and then we get points if you are right. So, I for you have picked out three news stories and wrote down a few notes what I think you'll say about it, and I'll see if I am right. I have picked out for you three Babylon B stories and also written out notes. I knew you would do it that. It was hard to choose from three. <laughs> Figures you would do what Babylon B. for you. <laughs> yeah, All right. Well, I think we have time to get in the first That's the one. the only news I even get anymore. I mean, I think it's more real than the, than the whatever else is. Well, op- tell you what, why don't you oh, go okay, first? So. Because we have about a minute left. It would be easier okay. to get in a uh, satire uh, line. So go ahead. What? Satire. Okay, uh, it says this. Um, Worship leader struck
0: dead for lying after claiming, we're going to sing this bridge just one more time. <laughs> Santee, California. Worship leader Zed Pokacha Paulson was tragically struck dead Sunday morning for lying. His fib, he told the congregation at Sunspring Community Church, we're going to sing this bridge just one more time. Let's sing that again, he shouted excitingly after the seventeenth repetition of the bridge to a popular modern worship song. We're gonna sing that bridge one more time, people. Come on, fam. Let's go. Or I think that's let's go. Just then lightning bolt from the heavens pierced the roof of the sanctuary and struck him dead. The bass player, keyboardist drummer, and seven background singers were forced to carry the rest of the song as the custodial staff came on stage and dragged
1: Paulson's lifeless corpse <laughs> off stage. <laughs> Oh, man. Do not grieve the Almighty, said theologian Dr. Pete Middleton. I suppose there is. I suppose when we're looking at the Babylon Bee, the, there's the element of truth in it that makes it funny. And of course, I think uh, many of us have been to or know of such services where the music just keeps, is like on repeat. You know, I've got... I've got this uh, player here that just has a repeat button. It just goes over and over and over and over again. And that can be a bit like the praise song because you just kind of keep going again. So to hear, to hear someone say, all right, just one more time. That's it. Just one more isn't always the truth sometimes it goes a little bit more than just one more time so and that's part of the hypnotic mantra as as the praise song quencher exposes Ah, uh, we're out of time we'll be right back after this break i'll see how many points pastor Wolfner got guessing what i was going to say yes. i knew we were about to go to break <laughs> listeners are sleeping this is table talk
0: radio i'm taking some old luther stuff pulling it out of the collections and publishing it you can download it for free or buy them for five bucks find it the everyone's luther at wolfmuller.co click on the books at the top of the page
1: I was gonna ask, okay, just how predictable am I? But I already know this. I mean, a predictable pastor is kind of like saying wet water. Or <laughs> do you want to predict how predictable I am in predicting your predictability? <laughs> oh, that would be good. Uh, no, that that takes too much brain energy. So just tell me what what did what did you pick up on?
0: All right, here's what I here's what I thought you might mention: mysticism, no, repetition, yes. Hypnotist, or hypnotic, yes. Moose Jaw Canada, no. <laughs> Did I miss that? Third was commandment? It, was it Moose Jaw? You missed Moose Jaw altogether. Oh, man. Remember, remember Moose oh, yeah. Jaw? I mean, oh. that's where the our hypnotist was, Right. who was offended by the praise song cruncher. That's why we had to change it, because he was a hypnotist. Mm-hmm. And he was offended that we were comparing praise songs to uh, hypnotism. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Songs Should Confess or Teach, and 7-Eleven. I did not get that. You did not say that either, so I got two. Okay. I'll take 200 points for that.
1: Okay. I guess that's how it works. All right. My headline for you comes from CNN, and it is, Fewer than one-third of Americans want to see Roe v. Wade overturned new polling finds. Says fewer than one third of Americans want to see the Roe v. Wade decision overturned, according to a set of three polls released over the past week. With key elements of Texas's restrictive new abortion law also garnering relatively little support in the polls. In the Marquette Law School survey, probably amongst their own students. No, I'm sorry, that was my own. Uh, released Wednesday, just 20 percent of the public favors overturning Roe v. Wade, with 50 percent opposing. Uh, opposed to doing so, and another 29% say they haven't heard anything or haven't heard enough to have an opinion about the ruling. (laughs) In the Monument University poll, 62% of Americans say the Supreme Court should leave the decision as is, compared to 31% who want to revisit it. Um, And in a Quinnipiac University survey... Americans had 67% to 27% that they generally agree that the 1973 Supreme Court decision that established a woman's right to an abortion. So they agree with that. All right. What do you think about that? This is a what an amazing confusion
0: of. Okay. So here, here's a couple of things. Number one, the reason why we have Roe v. Wade was because there was never the political will to pass a law that made abortion illegal. I mean, Congress could have done it in the 70s, but Congress has been kind of putting off all these decisions and tossing it to the courts for a long time. And that's getting even worse now. Like, you know, so President Biden has done a couple of things where he's even admitted it. It's like, well, we're not sure if this is legal or constitutional, but we're going to do it and then see what the Supreme Court says, which is weird at best because. I don't. I just remember how the presidents used to take oaths to uphold the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's like we'll do whatever we want and let the and let the courts be the backstop. That is obviously, yeah, of going a little bit too far. But but we have this. So the, but the point is that it's like now um, we're polling the people to see if they like Roe v. Wade or not. the The point is you can't. Doesn't matter if you like it or not. That's the point of the courts. Is, is it is it legal and constitutional or not? And so the the question with Roe v. Wade is not do you like it, but is it right? Now what because what's going to happen? And this is a really curious thing. Is that I I think that Roe v. Wade will probably be overturned. I mean I hope maybe not. It's got this precedent behind it, and it seems like Chief Justice Roberts is really hesitant to to go against precedence but he, I, he still doesn't you know he he I- anyway I- if it is it then will go to the states and it'll go to the legislatures of the states and so forth and so on and um and then it'll actually be of a, a more democratic uh-huh. you, you know then what people think about it will actually matter but as long as it's in the court it doesn't matter i mean the the, the court can't pay attention to to what people like or, or what they don't like now the the very interesting thing i think about this texas law recently to this point about how many people don't like it well it doesn't matter what america thinks about it because it's texas so what do texans think about it and apparently most texans are are for it. At least they voted for the kind of people who would be for it. That's why we got it. But the great danger of it, I've been thinking about this a lot, is that it puts a little crack in this foundation of the Hegelian idea of the inevitable march of history. So people are always talking about being on the right side of history. And that is a pervasive and very powerful mythology that is. That has received a bit of a crack with this Texas law, because you're not supposed to be able to go backwards on things like abortion or things like gay marriage or things like whatever sort of progressive cause there is. You're not supposed to be able to dial it back. After all, history progresses one way. It always turns to the left. And so this little dialing it back is exposed. Uh, it, It is it has threatened this myth that a lot of people have found to be their hope and their comfort which is
1: why I think people are so apoplectic about the whole thing. So. Nice. All right. Well, uh, I think I did pretty well. I, f- I figured you'd say the what the polling uh, says doesn't matter because um, that's kind of a – well, you didn't use this phrase, but the, it's kind of a – uh, morality by majority, so um, we you know we don't look to the the masses from for the majority. Uh, I expect you to talk about the sixth commandment fifth commandment connection, which you did not um, and then I did Ooh. also expect you to s- talk about um, the survey doesn't matter because bad law is bad law. we don't look um, we, you know the courts are working uh, on on law, not on opinion. I also expect you to talk about the Hegelian idea being on the right side of history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so predictable.
0: <laughs> that would have been
1: amazing. Oh, yeah. I totally knew you were going to talk about that. He's always, don't mention Hegel around my dad. He'll go off. All right. Give me another Babylon to. I want to try to. Get after this here.
0: New York restaurant adds voting booths so they can allow people in without ID. <laughs> New York, New York. In an effort to circumvent the city's vaccine passport regulations, a Midtown eatery has installed a voting booth and designated itself as a polling place <laughs> so it can allow anyone in without any ID at all. Mike's Eats did a brisk business on the day. As the front of the restaurant was crowded by protesters for against vaccine, for against vaccine mandates, and for against vote fraud, (laughs) the protesters frequently lost track of who they wanted to yell at, change sides, dejectedly walk into the restaurant to console themselves with the chef's special avocado burger. A lawyer for the ACLU was also present. He spent the day alternating between threatening the restaurant with lawsuits, congratulating them for their commitment to democracy, and openly weeping. (laughs) <laughs> mm. Owner Mike DiCarlo said A guy from Mayor de Blasio's office Came by and said he was going to shut us down Except for the voting booth part Which he said he would defend to the death If he could get an avocado burger In the in the voting booth He was crying a lot
1: hmm. This, So yeah, this one hits on a lot of A lot of matters that are pretty ridiculous The first one I think is The um, opposition to Basic identification when it comes to voting um and i I have to say i i cannot comprehend this one because if I want to uh well maybe maybe I don't have this problem anymore, but in my younger years, if I wanted to go buy an alcoholic beverage, I would have to prove my identity <laughs> by using my i d um if I fly on an airplane, I have to present my i d um if I am driving a vehicle, I have to present my ID upon request. But somehow, when we go to cast a vote for our elected officials in our uh, nation and in our states, uh, it is uh, t- too much of a barrier to require someone to have an ID. I don't understand that. That there, There is no logic there, um, other than maybe the obvious. Uh so, th- so there's that there's there, there's that kind of uh, uh, this obtuse thing going on, and then we have the vaccine thing. Now, this is interesting, I think, because yeah, so New York is being kind of known as the I I don't know maybe the most um, strict on this vaccine thing, and I don't think. Well, I I think I I don't know. I suppose a government should not be in the position of, of requiring its citizens to inject a chemical substance into people's bodies. <laughs> just seems like a bad idea. Seems like um, that's been done before and was not good. So they're not saying that. They're not saying if you are a citizen of the state of New York or a citizen of the of New York City that you must get a vaccine. However, what they are doing, and this is I think something to pay attention to, is they'll say, okay, you want to eat at restaurants, you want to go to movies, you want to work in certain industries, well then you have to get the vaccine. And so they're not they're not requiring it, you know, if you're a human being you have to get this. But if you want the good jobs, if you want, you know, to go to the fun places, then you you're free to not get it but then you can't do these things and that is just one step away the difference between those two things is just like a half step and uh, i think we ought to be paying attention to that and and, and you know this is this is not an argument for or against vaccines this is an, this is an argument about the power a government has so do you want do you want to uh right. tell me how i did after the after the break or how you did i guess <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Okay, well. I'll give you that. We are playing the. Right after the break. I knew you would get (laughs) to the break now. (laughs) I predict that we will talk for about another 12 minutes after this break and then take another break. See how predictable we are? All right, you're listening to Table Talk Radio. Stay tuned. This is Todd Wilkin, host of Issues Etc. When I can't sleep, I listen to Table Talk Radio. Hey,
0: daily devotions for your family. Around the Word is found at whatdoesthismean.org.
1: All right, welcome back to Table Talk Radio for the break you had this article about how uh, New York restaurants are putting voting booths in their restaurant to avoid the uh, the, the identification of the vaccines so good alright so uh, what did you guess I was going to say It's just a genius idea. I hope
0: someone doesn't. I, I thought you'd talk about the hypocrisy of the whole thing, which you did. I thought you might talk about the importance of a name in the Eighth Commandment, which you did not. I thought you might mention how equity always ends up fighting itself and really, in our context, becomes essentially racist, which you got close to, but you did not mention that. So I got one thing there. I'm going to give myself a cool 100 points.
1: Well, I guess I'm not that predictable in the eyes of Pastor Wolf I know. You threw me off. Good, good, Chief. good, good. All right, uh, my next article here comes from NPR. Headline says, The Taliban want, to, want a chance to address the UN. That's unlikely to happen soon. Now, there's some pretty pretty rough names in this I'll probably butcher, so just bear with me. Afghanistan's okay. reclusive new leaders, the Taliban, are asking for a chance to address the United Nations General Assembly, but they are unlikely to get their wish, at least not in the current session. The UN Credentials Committee has yet to sort out who is even Afghanistan's legitimate ambassador. Is it Ghulam Izakari who is <laughs> seated by the now ousted government of Af- Afra? Ghani <laughs> or <laughs> Zahuli Shaheen who is a current Taliban spokesman based on in, in Doha who is the Taliban uh, who the Taliban have nominated as Izakari's replacement Izakari is scheduled to address the General Assembly on Monday the final day of the current session but the Taliban have argued that he no longer represents Afghanistan the Associated Press reports they want the nine member credentials committee to include the U.S. Russia, and China to recognize the Taliban as its ambassador before them. But the committee isn't scheduled to meet until Monday, and a senior U.S. State Department official told the AP that the committee would take some time to deliberate on the matter. All right, so what do you think about this? The Taliban wants to be recognized at the UN. I'm a little bit surprised.
0: Well, maybe I'm not surprised, because you just... I I just wonder how it would be on the flip side. Like, if you were talking to the Taliban about what they thought about the U.N., it doesn't seem like they'd be like, oh, yeah, we really respect the U.N. We really hope (laughs) we get a seat at the table. Uh We're all about kind of working together to find a peaceful way forward. I mean, the Taliban, it's kind of amazing that you got, like, ISIS-K and all these other terrorists, which make the Taliban look good, because the Taliban itself is already terrorists, you know? I mean, and the stu- and the news that's coming out of Afghanistan is just heartbreaking. Uh, although my my favorite thing is to hear the news about the Americans that don't want to leave, because you can just sort of smile to yourself and you're like, I know who those people are. It's the missionaries, mm. you know. Like who are all these crazy people who don't want to leave Afghanistan? Oh, it's the missionaries. They're ready to die. That's just great. But all these, um, especially as they're um, uh, the taliban continues to uh, implement sharia law and and therefore remove women from from any sort of public life at all it's just kind of stunning to hear people people cheering for them and and it's a weird thing too that the united states which now finds herself in the in the very awkward position of sort of trusting the taliban or working with the taliban or even speaking on behalf of the taliban finds ourselves standing against everybody else even the un huh. which is not known as to be like have a really hard line on on dictators and human rights ad, abusers even the un says man the taliban we're not you know so sure and, and the United States has to be like, well, you know, we recognize them as a legitimate government and a legitimate nation and all this. It's very, it's a, it's just a really terrible thing. So but the main, um, the, here's the connection to the commandments. It's the, if we had the abortion thing was the connection between the sixth and the fifth commandment. Here, the connection is between the second and the fifth commandment. So the rejection of God's truth and name, second and third commandments, leads to a, a bloodlust. Here, especially in this radical Islam,
1: so are those all the commandments you want to talk about? A uh, fourth <laughs> commandment would be government, also. Oh, yeah, so that's a good. Fourth point.
0: commandment institutes government, that's but a, the fourth that's commandment a really, also that's a really good point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the it's it is interesting that the UN that the UN is out of the, part of this kind of globalist idea to to overcome national borders altogether, and it. It then is a question, it it rises, it raises the question of what is a nation, and should there be nations? And recognizing, we would recognize, right, from our Christian perspective, understanding that people are sinners, that you have to have nations that would hold one another in check, and so that if we were all one big, one world government, there's no... It's kind of there's no stopping them. Who's the check there? Especially if we're a one world secular government, which doesn't even recognize that there's a king of kings and a lord of lords, then we really would be in trouble.
1: Now, what? What? Um, this is a side point, but I've what? Where do the uh, end times gurus? Where do they get from the scriptures that they're like like that's part of the uh, end of the world plan, so to speak? The one world government. It's the yeah you get it
0: especially with the ten horned beast so Hmm. you you get it with the vision of um, Daniel's dream that is these nations 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 and then the and then the last nation which grows up out of the other the 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 feet with the uh, 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 brass mixed with clay so he has a ten toes and then you get the ten headed beast in Revelation so it's this idea of the nation. That are, that are all kind of joined together um, hmm. with, the, with the crowns and the thrones and that sort of thing. So they take those, those um, visions to be a picture of the kind of government all coming together, coalescing. And then having, so like a one world currency and all this stuff, so you have the restrictions on buying and selling, connecting to the mark of the beast. That's mm-hmm. where that mm-hmm. whole thing lives.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Well, um I thought that you might at some point talk about uh the Taliban's positioning here being a result of Biden's um decisions in pulling out of Afghanistan. That was not mentioned.
0: What? I don't I don't think that.
1: Uh <laughs> uh I was how I, could anyone think that I completely rude. i completely nailed that you talk about the fourth commandment <laughs> after a little <laughs> 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 completely nailed that okay. uh and then you kind of talked about this um I thought you'd talk about how uh government is by God's appointment and making this distinction that government is appointed not or authority at least is appointed not taken. And there being a distinction of someone who just takes takes it upon themselves, uh, authority that, versus authority. You know, that's nice. Well, I should have said that. <laughs> you got close. Man. I'm going to give myself half a, half a credit for that okay. one. <laughs> I should have said it. Give
0: yourself more, because I should have <laughs> talked about that. I mean, the Taliban, they're like, all right, first we're going to do this coup, and we're going to overthrow the legitimate government that's there. And then we're going to come and demand respect.
1: Right. <laughs> for, for that. Uh, wow. Well, I mean... They- they, they did win out. Although, I mean, uh, up until like uh, thirty years ago, I'm being sarcastic, but uh, that's how governments always operated. You know, I mean, it's war and taking land, and I mean that was just military, and I mean that that's how nations fought against nations. So, I don't yeah. know.
0: And then how do you who do you recognize as a legitimate government? This has got to be a very actually complex question a lot of times. I mean, so that's what's going on over in like China and and Taiwan.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: is that its own Taiwan says, "We're our own thing." And China says, "No, you're our thing."
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: what what we say about that really matters. Or like when you have these coups down in like Haiti or whatever. And you say, "Do we do we uh do we recognize the people who are governing as a legitimate government or as a usurpation? And I suppose that's a question we have to ask with the Taliban.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Okay, we probably have time to get a Babylon Bee article in.
0: I got one on the Presbyterians and one on the Southern Baptists. Which do you want?
1: Oh, uh, Southern Baptists, for sure.
0: Uh Uh, Southern Baptist Convention removes Southern from name.
1: (laughs) Nashville, Tennessee.
0: In a move to distance itself from the racist South, the Southern Baptist (laughs) Convention announced today it would be removing the word Southern from its name. Contractors were brought in to remove the word Southern from all SBC buildings and local SBC churches across the country in an attempt to distance them from problematic, toxic Dixieland. Quote, (laughs) This is just a little step to distance ourselves from our harmful past, says an SBC spokesman. We're listening to minority voices, and we are trying to do better. A few different options have been put forward as replacements, including the following Definitely not from the South Baptist Convention, (laughs) the Northern Baptist Convention the Baptist convention formerly known as Southern, the Baptist chicks, the Yankee Baptist convention, potlucks, and welches.
1: <laughs>
0: at publishing time, sources confirmed the SBC would also be removing Baptist from the name, shortening its title to just convention.
1: <laughs> That's great. Though, you know, we've been saying this off air. Those guys over at the Babylon Bee, they, they've got their finger on things, you know? I mean... It's one thing to write a a funny satire article. It's quite another to, uh, to know to know the nuances of all that's going on here. That's that's uh, good stuff. So, all right, we're well, we're out of time on this segment. So when we get back, I will uh, respond to the Babylon Bee article that you picked about uh, Southern Baptist Convention and removing the name Southern from its name. I like the end. It's just going to be called Convention.
0: <laughs> convention.
1: <laughs> uh, like we we've proposed that oftentimes with the um, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, they got at least it going for them that they're in America, so that's that's okay. something. That's, Are that's they good. American? Well, oh. well, there you go. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio.
0: A wise man once said, i listen to Table Talk Radio." He only said it once. The Sunday drive home grappling with the text and the Theo vlog. These are some of the playlists on the YouTube channel. Visit youtube slash wolfmuller1. Check it out there.
1: So, the Southern Baptist Convention is removing the name Southern from their name, says the Babylon (laughs) B, so we'll have to fact check that. I'm not sure if that's actually going on, but uh, well, so I I actually um, I don't know the intricacies of this story because I just kind of know that within the Southern Baptist Convention there have been those who have adopted the critical race theory type stuff uh, which puts forward, it has as its goal, is it safe to say that critical race theory has as its goal of dividing people over race? I think that's a safe assertion. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um so I don't think that the CTR guys would admit that. No. But they probably wouldn't admit that you know anything about it cuz you are <laughs> fair great. fair point. So, uh so certain and again, I I I don't know the particulars, but I know that there are those in the Southern Baptist convention that have uh, adopted uh some of the uh, ideas of uh, critical race theory, and uh, and so th- so doing would need to distance themselves from things that would uh, show them as white oppressors. Uh, particularly, <laughs> being in the South <laughs> is problematic. Uh, but then there was a there was a bit of another jab that came in later about uh, removing the name Baptist. Well, Law <laughs> for mm-hmm. <laughs> that that comes at the cost of uh, doctrines that are that are. Um, uh, Baptist doctrine, so that's gonna that's gonna be taken away as well. Um, so there are the there are the matters of uh, of racial divide in our country, and we ought, as Christians, the, the re- Christian response to this is to say that we are children of God, and we should be opposed to um, oppression on the basis of race. But that includes then. Um, the oppression that some would be asserting now. So the whole critical race thing is that, well, since uh, there are oppressors and oppressed, we should enable and empower the oppressed to become the oppressors. And we would want to point out that faulty logic to say, well, if it's— I mean, remember when your mom said, two wrongs don't make a right, you know? So, you know, like Thomas or somebody punched you in the arm and then you punched him back— and then Thomas goes and tells mom, I'm just making this up. Uh, and and you said, well, he hit me first. And your mom said, two wrongs don't make a right. I'm sure that happened in the Wolf household. household. Uh, well, no. Well, I if, don't know. It was all peace and quiet. It was like, <laughs> what happened to the, is there blood me. as like the benchmark of in, uh, parental intervention? Is there blood? <laughs> me and my brothers, we were woven together like a quilt. We were just... <laughs>
0: Well, we were always singing in harmony. That hypothetical. I was, of course, singing bass, and
1: so the Thomas like the mezzo sopranos. Fair enough. In any case, uh, if if it was wrong <laughs> to hit in the first place, it's wrong to hit back. And so uh, we should uh, recognize that if we're going to say that. Um, uh, layering people or putting people on a strat on the basis of their race is wrong, then it should be wrong at all times. So that said, um, as Christians, we can say that we are uh, children of God and we are all equal uh, members of the human race. Uh, I don't know. I think that's all I have on that.
0: Yeah, good. I, got, I did all right. I thought you'd mention uh, CRT, critical race theory, uh, that you'd mention the Southern Baptist Convention debating it. I thought that you would mention that we have a similar problem with the ELCA, which you did uh, going into the break. That uh. was great. I thought you would hone in. I, so you went the uh, kind of racial thing, which I, I just was anticipating a different move. So I thought you would say that um, that... That name, uh, that we're doing the same thing in the church growth movement, that how you name something has to do with your how you evangelize and reach out, and we want to sound nice, and that the Lutherans are doing the same thing, dropping the name Lutheran. They're actually doing that um, to sound nice. But you didn't mention any of those things. But you did mention three of the things I predicted, and I'm going to give myself a cool 300 points for that.
1: Very nice. Are you keeping track of these points? Uh, Mine? <laughs> okay, all right, my uh, last article for you is from Scene in Business. It says, "These four words are helping spread vaccine misinformation." Oh, you want know what the four words are?: Yes. Do your own research. It says, Four little words, what? do your own research, are hurting the U.S. pandemic response, CNN's chief media are correspondent, me? Brian Shelter, said on Reliable Sources Sunday. It is having real consequences, and personalities such as Nikki, I don't know how to pron- pronounce his name, Majah, to Sean Shal- Hannity, continue to promote the idea. Majah, do you know who that is? Huh? Anyway, uh, Majah helped raise Nicki doubts. Nikki Minaj? Minaj, okay, is that Nicki Minaj, the the famous singer? Is not Nicki Minaj, the one who says "Oh, oh"? I don't know. You you Google that while I it's M <laughs> I N A J. Minaj uh, helped raise doubts about COVID nineteen vaccines on Twitter last week, claiming she would only get the shot once she. has done enough research. It may seem like a reasonable, even positive attitude. It is a favored talking point echoed by many on the right-wing media. The problem is that most people simply don't know how to do their own research, especially when it comes to understanding the complexities of medical science. The concept has lately become associated with COVID-19 and QAnon, and the phrase do your own research dates back to the 1890s when it was associated with skepticism surrounding the smallpox vaccine. Okay, so apparently it's a bad idea to do your own research. What do you think about that? I think Mickey, Nicki Minaj, I'm looking on her Wikipedia. I think she is the lady. She's
0: some lady rapper, and she says, "okur." Okay, yeah, and, I knew who that and is. And I only know that because I was watching the, uh, what's that guy's the YouTube thing, How to Speak Millennial. And uh, <laughs> and that's part of the thing that he says,
1: "okur." <laughs>
0: <laughs> who knows what that even means? That, I think that's the, one of the funniest things. Anyhow, this this is ridiculous. I'm so fantastically against this kind of nonsense of the expert class, you know. We know better than you. You don't people can't read, you know, you don't know what a peer-reviewed journal is and you're just basically too stupid to know to figure anything out.
1: Now, if okay. I don't know how many problems there are in this. There's a lot. Can I give you one more but, sentence? Just yeah, if you're yeah. gonna go off, I might as well get this in there. It says science is a consensus base uh science is a consensus building process, not something where we know the facts immediately the moment that someone wants to Google them. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Science <laughs> Everything is science.
0: I should whenever I say the word science, everyone should just Bow down and worship, and you should play the trumpet and the timbrel and the guitar. And if anyone is not found worshiping the golden st- of science, <laughs> then they'll be thrown to the lion's den. Science. Good heavens. What ridiculous... So th- but th- this is the thing. It's like, so look, who who knows about all this sort of stuff? Only the science. And you have to trust the science i thought we didn't believe in faith anymore and i thought we believed that faith was the reason why the towers were destroyed and all this that's what the atheist told us it's that people have faith in the in these uh you, you know the uh the what are the, what did i see it this morning called the the contradictory books of of uh patriarchs talking about their bloodlusty god this is what the you know the apparently the christians are but no no what we have to do is we have to transfer the trust that we have in the Lord of all, who became our brother so that he might become our Savior in his suffering and death. No, you can't trust him. You have to trust Fauci, Fauci. <laughs> you know, what? I gotta, I gotta believe Science. that guy because he, he is no doubt uh, holy and also sinless and also has never made a mistake and also is infallible which is of course not true the whole thing of science is that it is actually anti-science which is to say that a thing has to be proven and shown to be true and if you can't if you can't show me that something is true or right or helpful or whatever that's not my problem that's your problem i mean there might be some people who can't read who just have to trust the people that can read but if if you want me to believe something you got to show it to me and one of the big problems that we face now is this is the breakdown in uh in um, in authority the, the the mistrust for both those who are speaking with authority and presenting what's being spoken with an authority so the, the science has shown itself to be manipulative and Open to political coercion and all sorts of other things, and so has the media, and so we have these two things: the media and science, which are working in con- uh, in collusion with one another, and they are so frustrated that everyone doesn't just trust what they say without having to uh, be have it validated. So, do your own research. Is the is the enemy? For heaven's sakes! <laughs> all right trust me. Uh, you know tr- trust is not a trust is is nothing you can never demand trust it always has to be earned mm. so that you know this is you, we know this you're talking to husband and wife and and you're like hey what's the problem guys and they say the the, the husband says she doesn't trust me and then the, the husband says uh the wife says well he gets off work at five and doesn't come home till nine o'clock and he smells like booze and he won't tell me where he is and she and then the husband says, See? She doesn't trust me. (laughs) The problem is not a lack of trust. That is, And and when someone says, do your own research is the problem, you are not engendering trust. Hey, don't do your own research. Just trust me. That is... you, You and I don't say that as pastors of the Lord's Word. Trust me. No. We say... What Paul said. Look, the Bereans they they search the scriptures, test the spirits. You have to test these things out.
1: We mm-hmm. don't trust me. Science. <laughs> All right, I did pretty good on this one. <laughs> All right, so I I had I figured you're talking about authority in particular, uh, following authority blindly. That is, I guess, trusting versus authority should have the right to be questioned, um, and then. Uh, I guess you didn't say this related to that, but I was, I was waiting for you to say that we trust not in princes. Uh, I thought you thought you'd mention the eighth commandment uh, about telling the truth, um, and didn't you didn't say that? And then I also thought you might bring up this idea how we all kind of all live in our own echo chamber, so that we don't want to hear any alternative perspectives. So if I'm for one position, I surround myself with those who believe that. And same on the other side. So those were the points that I I thought you'd mention that you didn't. But that is not a bad showing. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio.
0: Where the points are like, uh, how do I say this one? I got backed up on it. Thanks the for listening to like, this edition of Table Talk Radio. A Talk scientific Radio conclusion that out. never has been and adjusted. The points, points are, are like all the times the that science day. has been <laughs> not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary negative <laughs> to make <laughs> that joke <laughs> make <laughs> uh, <laughs> The points are like <laughs> Dr. Fauci's latest instructions. <laughs> <laughs> Falling off your treadmill. For more information: visit TableTalkRadio.org. <laughs>